So as Easter Sunday begins, it's with these not so nice words. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge and you with the help of wicked men put him to death by nailing him to the cross. That's what's going around our heads as Easter day begins. But how does that next verse begin? But God, what fantastic words, what amazing words. Into your hopelessness, but God. Into your pain, but God. Into your insecurities, your suffering, your sin, but God. They are glorious words. But God raised him from the dead. Just let those words sink in for a minute. Sink in. But God raised him from the dead. What power there is there. When I was young, I used to love watching World's Strongest Man. You know where fellas used to kind of pull lorries and put big stones on barrels. Don't really see the point, but it was quite good. I enjoyed watching it. They were powerful. That's got nothing on this. Ruth, come and join me. Now, this is Ruth. This is a person that I don't need to ask permission to kind of give a bear hug to, so you can see why she's being used for this illustration. Now, Ruth is um, wonderful. Ruth is very happy. When, when Ruth is in a good mood, raising Ruth, raising her spirits, is not difficult. It's very easy just to raise Ruth, no problem at all. Imagine there are some times when she feels a bit glum and she feels a bit weighed down. Maybe, maybe, because her daughter woke up at 3.30 this morning, she, she feels a bit glum, but still, it's all right. I can still, yeah, raise her, no problem at all. Absolutely fine, that's fine. But sometimes, sometimes it's a bit more than feeling a bit glum. Maybe sometimes some of us are afflicted by really difficult, really tragic illnesses. I know you can lift it up, come on. Can you lift that up? You can lift it up, just about. And it may be that I can't do anything, but there's probably somebody who, if she was really ill, would be able to come and to raise her. We have amazing medical technology. There are those who are able to do those things, but there is something that is impossible. Ruth, lie down. Now, I need some volunteers. Oscar, will you come and join me? Edward, will you come here? Alfie, you can come as well. Just lie down there. You don't need your phone. If you could just um, just sit on Ruth. Just sit on Ruth. Thomas, do you want to come and sit on Ruth? You see, there are... There are so many things that weigh us down that ultimately there is one thing that completely weighs us down. It is now impossible, no offense Alpha me, for me to lift Ruth up. It'd be impossible for anyone that when there is... Ariane, are you going to come and sit on Ruth? Excellent. Wonderful. There we go. Fantastic. Fantastic. There is a state from which none of us can be raised up by human power. If I try and lift Ruth up now, I'm not going to get anywhere. There is a state in which none of us can be raised, and that is death. It is the great enemy that when we are glum, we can be raised. Often, 
When we are ill, we can be raised. But when we are dead, we cannot. There is no power in all of humanity that can cure death. But God, but God raised him from the dead. But God raised him from the dead. It's what it says here. It's what Peter was saying. You put him to death with the help of wicked men. You put him to death by nailing him on the cross. But God raised him from the dead. And this wasn't just a display of power. It wasn't just a look how powerful I am. Because God raised Jesus, it means that we can be raised as well. It means that those sadnesses in life, we can be raised from because we have hope. But ultimately, it means that great enemy, the enemy of death, we can be raised at the end because Jesus was raised. There is hope because God raised Jesus from the dead. And because of that, we celebrate and we sing again. So hope comes because God raised Jesus, but God raised him from the death, from death. But the verse continues, freeing him from the agony of death. One of you noticed that life is a bit like a yo-yo. Now, I don't know if people still use yo-yo. Alfie, do you own a yo-yo? You do. I just couldn't find a yo-yo anywhere. I did wonder whether anyone under the age of 18 had a yo-yo, but Alfie does, so that's good. But think about how a yo-yo works. It's got to go down before it comes up. And think about things in life. You want to enjoy tomorrow. That's a good thing. But to enjoy tomorrow, you've got to go to bed early. So you've got to go down before you can come up. You want to be healthy and strong. But to do that, you've got to eat your vegetables. You've got to go down before you go up. You want to get a good job. You want to be successful in life. Well, you've got to do your homework. You've got to go down before you get to go up. But the problem is with death is that there's no up. It goes down, but there is no up. Except, but God's. But God's. When it says agony of death, the words there are describing childbirth. That's the ultimate, so I'm told, yo-yo. Apparently it stings a bit. And then, <laughs> sorry, but then it's fantastic. You've got to go down before you come up. And it's like Jesus was in a womb, like a tomb, but he came out through the agony of death to be the first fruits of a new creation. Here's the amazing thing that death was just a tool. Death was just a way for Jesus to be shown to be exactly who he is. We fear death, don't we? If you think about what you're scared of, you might be scared of the dark, you might be scared of spiders, you might be scared of lifts, you might be scared of different things, but ultimately, death is the scariest thing. But now, we have nothing to fear because Jesus has broken it from us. We don't need to fear. But how can this be true? Well, it says it in our verse. Because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. Our verse finishes with this extraordinary claim that death couldn't keep hold of Jesus. You see, death wins. We know that. Death is the bully that we just can't conquer. It always wins. We fight it but we don't get anywhere. Ruth, come and join me again. Down there. Right, Ruth, I 
would like you to leave the platform. Come on. Come on. Basically, it's not going to happen. Obviously. Ruth is many things, but she is not stronger than me. She's smarter than me. She's better looking than me. But she's not stronger than me. And so whatever she does, apart from promise to cook me no lunch, um, she's going nowhere because I am stronger than she is. There is not a chance, unless I do that, that she goes. That's what death is. Death cannot be beaten. It is the ultimate bully. Luke, come and join me. What happens... On that first Good Friday is that someone who in their very nature is stronger than death said to death, I'm going to let you keep hold of me. So when death said to Luke, Jesus, leave the platform, he said, no, I could, but for reasons that my father has said, I'm not going to try. And death thought, excellent, I've got him. And death did what death always does and kept hold of someone. But then at some point on Easter Sunday morning, Jesus said, not anymore. (laughs) Thank you. And said, no, not anymore. Because... It was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. I was genuinely trying to keep hold of Luke then. But he's bigger than me. He's stronger than me. When he sets his mind to it, I can't keep Luke on the platform. Death could not keep hold of Jesus. Isn't that amazing? It was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. See, death gets us all, but there's a difference. See, death conquers us, but Jesus submitted to death. He let death win for a short time. We can't break free, but he did. He broke free. What's the difference? Well, partly it's because of who he is. He is Jesus. He is the son of God. He is the author of life. Everything was made through him. There is power that Jesus has that meant that he breaks free. But here's the other thing. Why is it that human beings die? Well, partly it's because our bodies get older and begin to wear out and they stop working. Bits of us fall off and it all goes pear-shaped. That's partly why. But the Bible says there's something else, something bigger than that. It tells us we die because of our sin. It says the wages of sin is death. The payment for all the bad things that we do all the time that we shake our fist at God, all the times that we live in God's world as if he isn't there and doesn't care, all of those times, that's why human beings die. If I give you all a piece of paper and said, write down all the things that Jesus did wrong, you would submit to me 175 blank pieces of paper. There was nothing that Jesus did wrong. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind and your strength. Jesus did it all the time. Love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus did it all the time. What did Jesus deserve? To waltz into heaven and say, Dad, I'm here. That's what Jesus deserved to do. 
and yet he submitted himself to death. He let death get its arms around him. But because he didn't deserve to be there, because that wasn't his rightful place, death couldn't keep hold of him. And as Luke burst free from my grip, so Jesus burst free from death's grip. Because death had no hold. He couldn't say, yeah, but hang on, you did that. That's why you deserve to die. No. So what does that mean? It means that if we are attached to Jesus, the Bible talks about being united to Jesus. It means that we can blast out of death as well. If you are here this morning and you belong to Jesus, God looks at you and he sees Jesus' heart. He doesn't see all the darkness and all the rebellion and all the sin in your heart. He sees Jesus' perfection. And so when you die, it's just a gateway. It's a door. Yes, it's really sad because it shouldn't be part of our world. Yes, for people left behind, it is devastating. But for those in Jesus, they close their eyes here and they open them seeing Jesus' face. That's what Easter Day is all about. That when I die, I will open my eyes and I will see Jesus. Not because of me, but because of him. Why is there hope? Because Jesus died, but death couldn't hold him. He rose from the grave and showed us that death is simply a tool to get us to Jesus. It is horrible, don't get me wrong. It is devastating. But even that can be used by God to bring us to him. God raised him from the dead, so he will raise you. If you're united to him, you will be raised up, freeing him from the agony of death. So you have nothing to fear. The number one thing that we fear, Jesus has destroyed it. Because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. So you can trust him. You can trust him that he will get you to the end that he will be there waiting for you at the end of your journey. Easter day is a day full of hope because Jesus is who he is and he did what he did. Look to him. Focus upon him. Understand yourself and understand him and say, hallelujah, Jesus is risen. Let's pray. Our great God and heavenly Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for his perfection. We thank you for his glory. But we thank you that he served us by submitting to death and then bursting out on that first Easter morning. Thank you that because of his strength, because of his power, because of his love, because of his compassion, because of his grace, we can have confidence that death is not the end. And that when we close our eyes in this life, we will open them in the presence of Jesus. Thank you for the goodness that you have shown to each of us. And I pray that we would focus upon you. And for any here that don't know you, Lord, may it be that today is the day, as it was for Neil back in the early 90s, may it be that there are people here this morning that you lay your hand upon and you say, here is Jesus. See who he is. And that all of us would turn from those things which displease you and would walk towards you, knowing that we can trust you. Father, thank you for Easter. Thank you for the fun that we have together. But thank you even more than that, for all it represents. 
that Jesus is risen. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for your great gospel plan. Amen.